A brief warning. Our next bit of programming could possibly induce a toxic mix of shock and nostalgia. As for why, well, two words. Roller Derby. Welcome to the revolution. I'm the Big Kahuna. I'm Nominato. I'm Edo Wolf. I'm Helen Sunday. And I'm Mike Ryan. And together we are Viva Liberty! Welcome back, folks. Welcome to Viva La Derby, episode... Fuck, who knows? I think it's episode 23. It has been a very, very long time. Uh, we haven't done this in many months, but we've got all the gang back together again. Uh, Denominator, how you doing, ma'am? I'm really well. How is everybody? I've missed this. It's 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 good, isn't it? Just hearing voices, you know, getting the family I back together. It's always a good chance for us to have a good gossip, which I love. <laughs> yeah, we're here for like hours. Oh, maybe not hours, but a little bit of time, just catching up. And yeah. that is, of course, Anna War. How are you doing? I am great. How are you? Very good, thank you. Speaking of gossip, we got Helen Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thanks. <laughs> and all the way from across the ditch, my brother from another mother, Mike Wright. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm still my god goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a long time since we've done any of this, and um, I miss it. Like some, I've, I've unfortunately I've got a job now which has me working shifts, and for the last two to three months, just so long I've been working bullshit shifts. That means um. I haven't been able to get on and record, but we're doing one. We're doing one for the end of the year. We've got another one in. Hopefully, if I can get a little bit more stable, we can do a few more next year, at least a handful of them at some point, and not let it die altogether. Keep the spirit alive. Keep the spirit alive. How do you feel about that? You want to keep doing it? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can. I can. Yeah, all right. <laughs> You'd miss us too much. Yeah, I would. All right. How else are we going to get the glass up? <laughs> you make me sound like I'm like Esme Watson. That was a reference just went straight over my head. Same. Eh. Yeah. What's Esme Watson? Oh my gosh. Esme Watson from Country Practice. Oh my god. <laughs> I knew I knew that name from somewhere. Jeez, I could have said Mrs. Mangle. Was that the wombat? No. My mum's dead. <laughs> So's mine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got a show to do, and it's going to be a good one. Usually we have a bit more of a structure because we talk about bout recaps, we talk about uh, shout outs and all that sort of thing, but because it's been so fucking long since we've done this, no one's shouted us out in months, there's no bouts to talk about specifically, and there's nothing coming up in the next couple of weeks because it's fucking Christmas and New Year. So we're going to do our normal sort of recap of the year and talk about some of the big things that happen, but we do get a chance to start off with some shout outs. I'm going to kick it off with a big shout out to one of my favorite peoples, Doombug from Roller Derby AU. Um, she's been begging for a long time for people to help her out, and it's probably 
I think she's served her time to the roller derby community, especially seeing as how she hasn't skated for about two years, but keeps plugging away on that website that is such a valuable resource to all of us. But for people out there, Doombug might be hanging up her keyboard very soon. Um, and she's still looking for people to take it on and help out and, and really try to keep Roller Derby AU going when she sort of takes a bit of a break because she's got a lot of other life stuff going on. So Doombug, I personally, and on behalf of the Roller Derby community, big shout out and thank you for everything that you've given us. I don't know where we're going to get our scores from now on <laughs> and know who, what leagues exist to line up bouts with and talk about and all that sort of thing without uh, Roller Derby AU being the most current and most in-depth website there is when it comes to derby i think maybe even worldwide we're gonna have perhaps. to do it ourselves i remember okay. those times it wasn't as fun <laughs> i didn't like doing it myself looking through facebook pages to try to find a random score here and there so, mike is trying to communicate with us mike you're trying to talk we to need an again. intern we need an intern. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't need an intern for ages because Doombug did a lot of it. She was like our unofficial intern without actually knowing that she was. She was. She she served us well. And we thank you, Doombug. Hope you come back soon and keep it going. I could always recruit a junior as an intern. Oh. If anybody out there does want to help, get in touch with Doombug because she still wants to keep it going. She just needs freaking people to put their hand up. Gnomes, you got any shout-outs? I didn't, but then I asked the people of Facebook, and now I have heaps. Go for it. So, um, first of all, our homegirl, Claire Sullivan, would like you, Kahuna, to say her derby name. Fat Lip Fanny. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, then we have a shout-out from Light City, derby, uh, Light City Derby in Adelaide. It's their grand final this Sunday. Doors open at three. Regimental Rollers versus Manic Mayhem. Go check that out. We've got the lovely Mocha Killing Bird from uh, Wungong Illawarra Roller Derby. She wants a bit of loving, so big shout-out to you, Mama. Uh, we've got Fairy Bled from Southside wanting to do a love song dedication to Glam Torino. And going out to you, Glam, is Push It by, by Salt and Pepper. <laughs> That's cool. Push it. Uh, Can we totally do a love song dedication thing? Push it. That'd be mad. Push it real good. I also want to do a shout out to my new BFF, Lolly, who is a London brawling lovely pug mix. Uh, We we had some beef in the past. She ate my lip gloss. Things didn't go down too well. But on the weekend, we reconnected and we, 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 uh, we are best friends now. Um, And I also want to do a very last shout out to. Chris Dunson, I don't remember your derby name. I'm really sorry, it's but Bruce I'm Bruce Willis. That's it, Bruce Willis. But so I hope I'm not so sure if you're still on skates. If you're not, you should be. And if you are, fantastic. And that's all for me. What about Harry Potter? What about Harry Potter? Oh, Harry Potter, of course, of course. I was doing a shout out to Harry Potter. <laughs> the boy who lived. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, well, you got some shout-outs? Uh, I do. I want to give some shout-outs, um, firstly, to the WFTDA um, for just being awesome, really, for allowing us all over the world to watch a high-level competitive derby from the comfort of our own living rooms. 
uh, I was able to avoid all the glitches and actually be there for the four playoffs. So I didn't have to worry about not being able to see Derby. Um, so them having to put up with all the shit from everyone, they're trying their hardest. And, you know, for the most part, we got to see all of the games. Um, so, yeah, thanks, WFTDA. I also want to give a shout-out to Team Australia and the selectors. That was the most intense and fun weekend of my derby career by far. Um, it really doesn't matter that I didn't get on the team. I had that much fun playing with Spoiler some of the best alert. people. We're going to talk about it a little bit uh, later. <laughs> eh, people see it on Facebook anyway. Um, yeah, I had like the most fun playing with te- people from all around Australia that are just so good at what they do. So and you thanks. got to see me. I did get to see you. I also got to see Vaderella. Balls. <laughs> uh, I also want to give a shout-out to Derby Deeds because I was on Derby Deeds while I was in Seattle. And it was really <laughs> fun. So thanks, Derby Deeds. I like a shout-out to them in our quick hits brought to you by Red R.E.D. What? <laughs> this is like our bit of like when Gnomes, especially when Gnomes did the shout-out thing, it's like the quick hits. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. We- I, need, I need to add a couple more shout-outs. Sorry, people keep Facebooking me. Mm, go. Uh, uh, are you doing it? Go. Yeah, just say it. Shout-out to Vagurgiskater and Toad Rage's Little Tadpole, um, who was benching the Carsies on the weekend. So congratulations to them. They've got a little bundle of joy on the way. Jester Spencer says, hashtag what Kahuna said, hashtag Gnomes is my home girl, hashtag Lenny's singing voice, hashtag thank you. And Drop Bear says, me. So that is it. All <laughs> shout outs done. Hashtag. Yeah, we're trying to make hashtag what Kahuna said a thing when he does, com- when, he's, when he's commentating bouts. So, yes. Yeah, I hashtag. still don't get it. It was funny because yesterday you were talking about balls. So it was funny. I was. I'm pretty sure that's what the fox said. Oh, my God. Hashtag. Oh, that's, <laughs> hashtag Michael Ives, that song. Hashtag. Oh, I no, had not on. heard that until the um, Salem after party because Atlanta put it on. Assholes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have a 14-year-old niece. Stupid I couldn't song. avoid it. Worse than Crazy Frog. Yeah, uh, mm, that's debatable. It's still pretty bad. No rollers every meme associated with that. I can't, I can't believe that. With the what the fox said. No one's tried to do a little video clip of it or anything like that. Give it time. Give it time. London Roller Girls will be working on something. Missed opportunity. <laughs> okay, I'll continue with my shoutouts then. Are you done, gnomes? Yes. Okay. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to Ratsity, who let me skate with them for a little over a week while I was also in Seattle. They are very cool, and I'm going to visit them soon. And from Facebook, we have Foxy Pop, who wants to wants me to give her a shout out. She's my friend from New Zealand. And also, <laughs> uh, Hormonal wants me to moan for her. I'm not going to moan, but Go I'm going to say it. your name. Moan. 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 
Sunday, what, what shout-outs you got? Okay, I have a couple on the Facebook. Um, let's see. Uh, Kitten Be Hitten from, I believe she's from Scar, which is on the Sunshine Coast, uh, to CarmenJ.net and to Storm Drury, the roller derby photographer. Uh, also, Harry Blocker. And I just want to send out a special shout out to Skady, Zombri, Biffany, and Rink Ninja, the four Bundy juniors that came down and bowed with my juniors on the weekend. Um, thank you. You guys are awesome. And that's my shout outs. Not to be confused with Harry Potter. No. <laughs> two different people. Totally. Sweet as uh, for my shout outs, I've got a couple of shout outs first. Off to Dunedin Derby, who were nice enough to fly me down for their final event of the year, where their A and B team took on Rector City from Wellington's A and B teams. Uh, two great, uh, two great games in one night. Uh, Rector City came away two and zero for the night, but I tell you what, the second game between Rector A and uh, Dunedin Derby A was an amazing game. Uh, hard to believe that one one of these teams uh, finished as uh, third at Nationals and the other finished as sixth. It really didn't uh, didn't look like there was that much uh, difference between them. So uh, well done to Dunedin and Richter for putting on a great show and thanks for letting me be a part of it. And talking about things that I'm uh, thankful for being allowed to be a part of, the first ever Frank and Beans game happened um, just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Frank and Beans is the New Zealand version of the Mustachio Nuts. It's a men's invitational uh, team, so back up team. Uh, they got together at a boot camp uh, uh, spring skate that was held by Mount Militia, and they took on on Team Yanabro and uh, and uh, the game, and they were nice enough not only to let me be the announcer, but they also uh, got me a shirt with my my very first derby shirt with a name number on the back of it. So uh, uh, thanks for letting me be a part of that, and uh, I am um, I hope to see more Frank and Beans games uh, in the future. <laughs> So this is normally the part where we talk about the things that are going on currently, all the talking points, the news, the goings on, the happenings, whatever you want to say, this is where we talk about it. But because it's going to be our last episode of the year, uh, we want to talk about all the things that happened in 2013 as a whole. This is the big stuff. Starting off with WFTDA changing the rule set that we all play under uh, as Flat Track Derby. Um, the new rule set came into place in January of 2013. It feels so long ago now that it's almost nat- like feels unnatural to even think about minors and knee starts and all that sort of shenanigans. But we I did- saw someone try to do a knee start the other day. I was very confused. <laughs> Where? <laughs> Doesn't matter. You can cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the rule set. What does everybody think? 12 months or 11 months in, whatever the case may be, we've got a new rule set. It's not even new anymore. It's just the rule set. Yeah, exactly. I don't even remember the old rule set. So No, it's so much better. Who wants miners anyway? I went back and watched some uh, video footage from last year's Westerns over the weekend, and it was so weird. There were knee starts, and 
oh, it was just no, it was weird. The one wrist, one whistle to rule them all. Yep. We talked well, about it on the podcast off. about how oh, this will be a great change and blah blah blah. And now we've had the change, and uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, love it. But as is with Derby all the time, you, you fix one thing, then there's just something else for people to complain about. This like, is true. Like passive offense. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> Don't get me started on that. So rule set, thumbs up. It was good anyway. Does anyone else want to add anything about the rule set? No. No. Nope. Don't have anything right now. Okay. Just that I was really excited about people occupying the pivot line. Yeah. It didn't happen. I love them. Still doesn't happen that much. It still happens though. Not yet. Yeah, obviously, a lot more than last year, but it's not not the place to be. It's not like um, you know a nightclub on a Saturday night. It'll bring. It'll come back, just like the eighties. <laughs> Next on our list of things that cool things that happened in 2013. This is the big stuff. To me, the, what I really liked about this year, if you put it all together, I, I'm labeling 2013 in Australia as the year Derby got organised. So many things yeah. around the country, interleague play picking up like no other. We had. Um, well, last year, open season started, continued on this year um, up in Queensland. New South Wales had the 5x5. Five five. Victorian Tasmania had the Vic Taz tournament. Tasmania had the Capital Collision. We had Skaturian happening. Um, so many things were just interleague play, finally just getting off the ground and getting everybody organised. What did you think of that? Great. It was exciting to see... Um yeah, all these leagues go up against each other and seeing where they ranked and how they fell and what was happening over there and how everybody just wanted Derby to grow all of a sudden. It just it felt like nobody really talked about it. Like, you know, each state didn't really talk to each other about it, but it just sort of people just got their shit together. Like I said, people just got organized. So it's very exciting and next year's gonna like be bigger and better. Now we mentioned open season happening in Queensland, Helen Sunday. That's your neck of the woods. What do you make of open season this year? It was a lot better this year because all of the Brisbane leagues basically participated as the first open season, like NBR and Sun State didn't jump on board where this time around they did. Uh, and it was a lot better. There was They had two divisions, so... It gave those teams that weren't quite up to scratch to play and have their own sort of competition, which was good as well. Yeah, I was excited by the open season and, and very much part of the um, inspiration behind 5x5. Five five. Oh, I forgot to mention as well the North Coast Derby Coalition, also in New South Wales, happening further up the coastline towards Queensland. So, so many leagues around Australia pulling together and actually building something. Uh, one of the things I mentioned earlier was Skaturian. Anna, yourself, you were involved in that? Yes. And what was that That like? was a whole lot of fun. Uh, we got to play... Well, I got to play teams that I never got to play before, um, including our good friends, Canberra. And we also got to play NBR and Adelaide, who were involved in that. And got to see the bout of the year. It's still the bout of the year. And we talked Canberra about that previously. NBR. Did we, we talk did. about that? We did. we did. Yes, we did. It's still the bout of the year. <laughs> uh, in New South Wales, as I said, we had the North Coast Derby Coalition. We had the 5x5 five five Roller Derby Championship, which Denominator knows quite well as well. I do. I do. It was a great tournament. 
so it gave me um, a really good goal to work towards and um, brought sort of the force together as a team like never before. It was crazy. Yeah, we're going to see 5x5 five five again in 2014, uh, bigger and badder than ever. And there'll probably be the podcast to go with it as well. In Victoria, they had the Vic Taz tournament, which when I heard about this thing, that's just freaking insane. Uh, four very dedicated women put that all on together and brought, I think it was 16 leagues from around Victoria and Tasmania to have a whole season-long tournament going on with just... the. When I think about the organisation that that requires, my mind just is blown. Um, but Queen Bee's taking that one out, and just so much new teams coming through the ranks, getting to play, and it was really good to see. Capital Collision, a similar sort of tour, um, set up to open season, but only in Tasmania where the home season, the home teams got to play each other. So I really love the fact that 2013 really sort of will be a landmark year for getting organised and bringing the interleague play. And maybe, I think, for the first time, it could have been where interleague play probably had more emphasis in a lot of leagues than intra-league play. Yes. I I almost may have thought that... Um, I, I know that a lot of leagues are changing up their home team structures, so who knows if maybe we're going to start seeing less and less home teams. I know that like some leagues sort of rely on home teams to bring in a little bit of money to sort of keep them going, give everybody an opportunity to skate who aren't on a rep team. But I wonder if that's going to change a little bit and have more of a fluid home team sort of situation as opposed to set home teams. But, um, yeah, it definitely looks like what it's not going to be a, as common as before. 2013 in Australia also marked a pretty um, significant year as far as Merby goes, or men's derby, for the people out there that hate the phrase Merby. And if you do, I don't give a shit. It's Who cares? It's fucking Merby. Men's derby, Merby. Sounds good. Shut up. Okay, so 2013, so much happened. In Australia, in um, in New South Wales, there was no men's derby. Mustachio Nuts was the extent of it. Now, Sydney City Smash is in existence. We've had our first interleague play. The Scartel um, up there in Brisbane, the Toowoomba Highlanders. There's teams in Cairns. There's teams on the, on the far north coast of New South Wales. We've got Tasmania, Victoria, Perth all jumping in on it, all in this year where it started taking off, and including, of course, the Wizards of Oz uh, taking on New Zealand Black Skates. So Merby really kicked it up a notch this year, and I, I, I think it's because they had a really good foundation and an example to follow with a lot of the women's derby that really allowed them to, to go forth with it and really just have a very quick rise as well. Anybody? Podcast, you're allowed to talk. Um, even though I've been tagged as the one who doesn't like men's derby, I, that's true. I've tried to defend myself plenty of times. Uh, I really, really enjoyed watching the Australia-New Zealand men's derby game. I thought that was heaps of fun. Um, you know, guys are crazy on the track. They have so much strength and just they just can do just silly things that women just can't, which is, which is okay. It happens. Um, but I really enjoyed it and I hope to see more men's derby leagues show up and pop up and um, hope to see it grow. 
Well, we, we of course we're going to talk a little bit later about the the World Cup coming up for the men's as well. But yeah, the, there's just more and more happening all the time, um, and showing how Derby is expanding. Uh, first, it was women's, obviously flat track. Then we got men's, and also a pretty big year when it comes to junior Derby as well. Um, we've seen was was this year actually the first time we had interleague play at a junior level. Yes, so the first interleague bout was between the Digi Dodgers and the Twin Town Derby Brats from Tweed Heads. Um, then Tweed Heads also played against Little Adelaide Rollers at the Carnival, which was held in September, which was the first ever sort of junior roller conish type thing where there was boot camps and activities and things for kids to do as well as roller derby and they had um, that one game plus a black and white scrimmage uh, at last count which was yesterday afternoon when I was speaking with Mama B there's now 18 junior leagues in Australia 18 18 do you have any idea how many there were at the start of the year Um, there were 7 look at that it's more than doubling in one year and like the Little Adelaide Rollers have now been around for three years. Uh, Twin Towns have been around for two years. And I believe uh, Cairns Junior Derby has been around for about a year and a half now. So they're the three oldest junior leagues. That's crazy. I love that Little Adelaide, Little Adelaide Rollers are older than Southside Derby Dolls. <laughs> <My league. laughs> Another big thing that happened this year, well, it's a big thing that happens every year. Of course, we all play under the Wolf Dutter rules here, the WFTDA, Women's Flat Track Derby Association, of course, had their playoffs this year, but it was the first time ever um, that they moved from a regional sort of conference setup or divisional setup to um, or what they're calling now the divisionals. So, Anna War, obviously very mm-hmm. close to your heart. Tell us a bit about Wolf Dutter playoffs and champs this year. I went to Westerns last year, and while it was really cool because there was that, well, for one, the transfer gate thing with Oli, so that made it all the more exciting. Um, the only thing that they really lost this year was the rivalry and I think the bigger crowds because when you do it in a region kind of thing, you get the fans of the leagues that are playing in that region to come down because it's, it's in their region. Um, this year they didn't have that. However... The, I think the level of play was so much better. Like the matchups, maybe not always on the first day, but the second and third days were by far better games uh, of roller derby. Um, for example, like this year, some of the games to watch out for, if you want to go back and have a look at the archives, were from Fort Wayne, where London versus Rose and Denver versus Rose. From Richmond, the Texas vs. Philly game. Um, from Asheville, Rocky vs. Windy, Steel City vs. Houston. That game was like back and forth the whole time. That was a really good one. You should watch that one. Uh, and Snot Rocket, Snot Rocket from Steel City is actually in Team America, so watch that one. Uh, Windy City vs. Minnesota. Um, I don't know if people know the backstory behind that game. I didn't until I was there. Uh, apparently... I forget when it was. It was a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah the draw. La- it was last year. I was. It was last year. I thought it was yeah. last year, but obviously, as we know, I get my ears mixed up. <laughs> um, the draw where apparently Minnesota should have won the game. Um, 
so that one, I know that there was a big, um, everyone was like, right, so we have to get all this stuff <laughs> right so that it doesn't happen again. So that Windy Minnesota one was back and forth and it went down to like the last jam. Um, and then, of course, from Salem, whoever VRDL played, because they were all great games, especially the last one versus Toronto for, on the final day. Definitely one to watch, especially when they were 75 apiece at halftime. Uh, Charm versus Sacred was also a good one. And from Champs, we had Atlanta versus London, uh, Rocky versus Angel, and whoever Gotham went up against. So first off, Bay Area, who we thought might just win, but they just yeah. fell short. Technically, uh, uh, that wasn't their first game. Didn't no, they play no. Ohio first, though? Yes, but... <laughs> So not every game that Gotham played was a not good Not every game. Yeah. They should have been playing Rat in that first game. But anyway. Oh. Um, uh, and then, of course, the Texas game, <laughs> where Texas won the hard heart. They did. Holy yeah. shit. This. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the divisionals, I think... I don't know if statistically it was actually closer than last year. I think there were actually more close bouts last year, especially in the in the divisional the regionals leading up to champs. Um, but just overall, like the the general consensus and the vibe is that it was a much better system this year than it was last year. Definitely, and because a whole lot of the teams would be going up against teams that they'd never played before, because they wouldn't get to play them because they're on the other side of the country. Or on the other side of the world. That too. VRDL obviously winning all of our... Well, they already had our hearts, but just cementing it, how amazing they are going over to uh, playoffs there and really putting on a show. And, and what they came fifth, did they? Yep, came in eighth and left, left yeah. fifth. Yeah, go VRDL. That's where I had them on my bracket. And of course, once again, three times in a row... Um, is it... Three times? Yeah, three times in a row. Yeah, three-peat. Four times overall. First three-peat in roller derby or WFTDA history. Gotham, just untouchable again. And it's been about three or four hundred years since they've lost. So, But it's getting closer. It's getting closer and yeah. closer. Next year might be the year that they get their real run for their money. Well, they did this year, but um, if Texas and Bay Area... Um, continue on the way that they're they're going Gotham may have to watch out and we can't wait for that day everyone needs competition because that's going to drive them it's going to drive Gotham to be better as well as soon as they cop that first loss you'll be bet you'll bet that they'll they'll be back with a vengeance as well so right now Gotham's what drives everyone else they they are the the standard to which the people are striving towards Um, and once they cop their first loss they'll bring it right back as well I'm sure and everybody gets better yeah, well, and and saying that everyone gets better, uh, that final, is that possibly Hoss the Boss's best game she's ever played? I like, would ha- say so, yes. Yeah, I mean, and, and I, I just was sitting there watching it and going, I, this is amazing, and, and that's, that's what, as much as uh, we get the lip service from everyone who gets beaten by Gotham by 300 points where, oh, you know, we just got better for playing them and stuff like that. And that was the first time it actually showed someone 
really going, you know what, these guys are the best, so I'm going to step my game up another level. And, and I think she, like, Haas was amazing in that game. And, and I think in the games with, like, Bay Area and Texas, and as you said, next year, I think um, teams are going to look at that and go, you know what, they're not comfortable as they once were. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I, th- I think it, I think it's nothing nothing but good things uh, came out of uh, out of that final. Uh, I mean, I think there's still obviously the people who like to root for the underdog and would be disappointed that uh, Gotham didn't get knocked off their throne. But definitely, uh, it, it's a it's a far wobblier throne than it was a year ago. That's it. And how long? Like we saw Hoss come out with Texas the. Uh, Hot Rod Honeys when they played VRDL and you know she was good then but holy shit she's way better now she's come a yeah. long way and Absolutely. it showed in that game yeah I think WFTDA is going to be uh, pretty happy to shove the championships and the divisionals in, in the face of the naysayers um, mm-hmm. people who said the, division, the divisionals wouldn't work over regionals that the you know, as much as you said, it did miss a little bit of that local rivalry and some of the crowds. Um, they kind of proved that it, it wasn't 100% necessary to have a good tournament and good derby and really a good product being put forward. But that's it. They probably had more sales over the internet than they did actual physical tickets based on that. So maybe next year what we'll see is actually the uh, price of watching it online going up. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the the one thing I did want to point out, though, that it was Gotham, Texas in the final. So uh, as much as people were like, oh, you know what? Divisionals is just going to prove the West region is by far the strongest. Well, no West team in the final. No. So, um, so <laughs> you know, Bestons may have just been in the, a few people's heads. <laughs> Still Bestons. Yeah, how many, how many teams are in champs from West? Yeah, exactly. Rocky, Denver, uh, Angel, Bay, Angel, Bay, Rat. Yeah, it's still best in. Still best. <laughs> Oli would have been there had <laughs> they played. Uh, Oli, again, controversial this year. No transfer gate. Just, <laughs> we won't play gate or something. Yeah. They have Reanimator now. Really? That's interesting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, anything else on WF Today Champs playoffs this year? Uh, Serilson also. I just want to say that. <laughs> That's all? <laughs> That's all. Serilson <laughs> and Akers. <laughs> Serilson and Akers probably leads us up to our next little section. We we're going to talk about what's coming up in 2014. So we had a little bit look back. Some of the big things this year in 2013, we talked about the new rule set. It's the year that Derby got organized in Australia. Uh, men's Derby, juniors, WFTDA, as always a big part of what we talk about here on Viva La Derby. But we also look forward to what's going to be coming up in 2014. Um, and the first thing kicking off January, Australia Day long weekend, Derby Fest. It is a big, big boot camp happening in Queensland, uh, 25, 26, 27th of January. International coaches in abundance, including the ones Anna War talked about, 
Akers and Serelson headlining that lineup with Jackie Daniels, Smarty Pants, Scratcher in the Eye, and VRDLs and Tui Lion making up the coaching crew. Um, that's going to be awesome. That's an amazing lineup. It's it's not Rollercon, um, but they're bringing in the inter- and and really continuing on the trend and stepping it up of international coaches coming to Australia, and it just shows how hungry Australians are and how willing we are to actually pay top dollar for to learn. We're just sponges down here in Australia. Anyone? No. <laughs> Crickets. I I don't. Yeah, no. I've got nothing. So Derby Fest happening in January, big international guest list coming down, um, the RDL being involved, uh, kicking off the year with a pretty big event, um, but I'm assuming, I know a little bit of whispers here and there, there are probably going to be a lot more international guest skaters coming to Australia, I'm sure, um, continuing the trend we've seen in this year anyway. Uh, next big thing for 2000, or that we've heard about. It's actually going to be 2015, but I wanted to talk about it now. Get in early uh, with the little information that is out there. Uh, but we, might, we might have a little bit of inside knowledge anyway. The Bont Invitational Tournament, or the Bont Invitational. Uh, who can tell us a little bit about that, perhaps? I don't know. Uh, basically, pretty sure that we haven't decided on media stuff, but... I can just tell you that you should check out uh, www.facebook.com slash Invitational and keep up with all the updates on it. It's going to be a three-day uh, tournament, structured, maybe there'll be some training, uh, things like that, uh, over the 9th, 10th, and 11th of January in 2015. I can't believe I've already got something derby a year from now. Yeah. Like, it's already in my calendar. I'll probably have a new phone by then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> More than likely, yes. The iPhone 9000. <laughs> I use Samsung, actually. So. Me too. I'm a, I'm a Note, Galaxy Note 2. I'm a Galaxy 4. I enjoy it thoroughly. Yes, me too. That Note might as well be an iPod mini. That thing is huge. I know, man. I can't read shit on a screen. I need a big screen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Big international, probably, tournament going on there, the Bont Invitationals. But 2014, definitely looking to be the year of the tournament as well. So we we kicked off with a big uh, boot camp, but as far as tournaments go, man, we're going to see some big ones next year. Um, 2014, TGSS, the Great Southern Slam. It's coming back. Adelaide, just absolute gluttons for punishment, not having enough two times. They want to do it a third time, and why not? It's going to be bigger, badder, bolder than ever before. We're talking two divisions and 48 teams. How do you run a tournament with 48 teams? I don't know, but Adelaide, you know, Do you know how? Vader Roller. Yeah. Hayton State of Australian Roller Derby. That's all the balls. That's what it is. Great Southern Slam. 48 teams, two divisions, 24 per division. Last First year, it was 12. 2012, it was 18. 2014, it's 48. That's exponential growth in anyone's book, if you don't know what that is, being it. But Southside Derby Dolls, Denominators League, my league, we're going to be in Division B representing. And War, I'm Old assuming league. you're going to be in Division A. Hell yeah, I'm going to get to play this time. Yay! 
Last it's, time, it's going to be had pretty just epic. Started a league, and I was broken. Unfortunately, no junior derby, no men's derby. Controversy Brr. being caused there, um, but there's going to be more than enough derby to make up for it, I'm sure. And hopefully, Burger Theory. <laughs> yeah. There better be Burger Theory. What is Burger Theory? What? Oh, was, no. Burger Theory is this amazing food truck that was there last time. That like, Oh, those guys. Oh, my God. If they're not there, I'll cry. <laughs> they weren't there for very long, though. No, because the food kept They made, like, out. a little stint and then left. Because yeah, they ran out. Oh. Maybe they because... need to bring two trucks. Yeah. We always, <sighs> cover, we always cover the big things on Viva La Derby. Like, you know, potato on a stick. Mm. Rollercon. With Burger what, Theory. Whatever. Gr- Whatever seasoning you wanted. Oh my god, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 2014 TGSS, I can't wait. It's it's already sort of it's only six months away, and we're counting down. I've sort of seen through Facebook and things like that. You know, some teams might be involved. Obviously, the teams that competed last year get an invitation back next year, and that'll be inter- interesting to see if everybody sort of makes their way back down. Um, but it's going to be a big year for the Great Southern Slam. And again, I thank Adelaide for having the balls to freaking try it. Balls. So, anyone else want to add anything about Great Southern Slam? I do, actually. I just want to say one last thing. Yep. I will get to celebrate my birthday in Adelaide in style again. Yes! <laughs> No, this, we'll is week, this is the week before my 30th, so I'm hoping to be leaving Adelaide with a win. <laughs> Winning! B Division Winning. champion. If not, if not we'll, make, we'll make Kahuna eat spam. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not eating it again. That's oh, not a punishment no. for me. That's not a punishment for me at all. We'll have to come up with something Liver, else. Livers? Then. Kidneys? Lamb's fries? Oh. oh. Yeah, all right, there we are. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Speaking of tournaments, 2014 is going to see not one, but two World Cups. Starting in March, it's going to be the Men's Roller Derby World Cup. The first one ever, March 14 to 16, in Birmingham in the UK. Go to mrdwc.com, Men's Roller Derby World Cup, if you need that spelt out for you. But Mike Wright, not on the line at the moment, so I assume the rest of you aren't as excited about the Men's Roller Derby World Cup. Totes excited. Yeah, so excited. It's going to be pretty I'm good. I'm so, ex- so excited to see some world-class Merby. It's oh, Derby. so controversial. Oh, I'm sorry. That was, that, was, that was for Kane. Kaneage, I love you, brother. Merby is happening. World Cup. 16 nations from around the world. I can't wait to see what happens and comes out of that. Hopefully, Australia will be pretty good in that, but really, we have no idea. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how the sort of world sort of falls out. I'm assuming... America, same as the women, is going to be number one. Um, probably England, number two, I'd say, or Canada. If, so it'll be it might it might follow similar suit to what the women's did, and that'll be interesting to see how that sort of pans out as well. Um, but the big one, as far as international play goes, the Women's World Cup is happening again. It happened in 2011. This one, three years later, 2014, the Blood and Thunder Roller Derby World Cup, the only... World Cup in sports, sponsored by a magazine. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But still, it's happening, and I can't wait to see what happens. December 4th to the 7th, 2014, in Dallas, Texas, USA, um, rollerderbyworldcup.com. Australia, of course, being represented there. 
And uh, we've got a we're going to read the quick list anyway of the 27 participants that have been chosen to represent Australia. Obviously, that will be whittled down for the tournament proper. But we've actually got a bit of inside knowledge again. I love it at Vivaldo when we've got all these little connections yeah. and things going on. We've got someone on the podcast who tried out, um, sadly unsuccessful, and we've got someone on the podcast who watched her. Yay. Creepily. Yay. Through it, yeah, I did. Through, it was... through some bushes. No, no. I felt your Over eyes the top... on me all the time. <laughs> Over the top of my clipboard going, oh, Anna War. Anna War, from the skater's perspective, tell us about the tryouts. Um, It was hard, but it was fun. Um, I just want to say, Tui Lion. Destroy of souls, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would get knocked down, and then I would stand up, and there would be Tui right there. She actually hit me from the middle of the track, off the track, and into the wall at the cannery <laughs> during the scrimmage. It was um, It was. I was like, oh, I just want to kind of stay here and watch. Um, <laughs> but usually, like when you play. Well, I find when I play derby, it's like my lower body that's mostly sore because obviously you're skating and you're jumping and you're juking around people and hitting people with your hips. But it was my upper body that was really sore from trying to fight through the, like, no holes between the blockers that were there. Um, Just trying to make a hole and dancing around. They were the strongest walls. And everyone, everyone was really, really encouraging. Like we were all coming up against each other for selection, but at the time, like we didn't care. It was all like, yeah, come on, you can do it. Everyone was encouraging, and it was it was a really good day. And I'd do it all again in a heartbeat. It was five hours of grueling skating, but it was fun and it was hard, and it was awesome. So no, no crowbars taken to someone's knees to secure your spot. No. 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 <laughs> now, what it was, was so the, much fun. What was the overall process like? So I, um, I think at first you had to submit an expression of interest. Yes. So I almost actually didn't get it in because <laughs> I was in the States at the time and I was like, oh, crap, I need to send someone something so that they can send me a reference. Um, so – and it was just there was a set of questions that we had to fill out and then add a reference from either like a captain or a coach or someone who had sort of like authority to comment on your skating basically. Um, and then we waited. And then I got an email saying, you have been invited to try out and I almost lost my shit. <laughs> Helen Sunday, um, you were one of the selectors for Team Australia, and when we first heard that um, a while ago, we were so proud to have a member of Viva the Derby be part of the selection panel. Um, but tell us about Anawar mentioned filling out an expression of interest, answering a few questions, and then waiting. What was happening in that waiting period? Um, during the waiting period, we gave ourselves, I guess, a, a bit of a time frame to go through and read everyone's. I guess, expression of interest, um, read their references, even stalk them on Facebook if we weren't sure who they were. There was a few skaters there. I was like, who is this? I must stalk them um, just so we could get a grasp of who they were. Um, we were pretty lucky, though. Pretty much everyone that sent in their expressions of interest, somebody knew who they were in, in our tight-knit 
nick little group that we uh, formed ourselves we spent a couple of nights on skype um talking and discussing and um it was pretty clear from the start we were all on the same page which was really good we all had the same vision i guess of what we wanted team australia to be uh, so there what? wasn't what was that any fist fights uh, it was to send the best team we could with the skaters that showed the interest that they wanted to be a part of something special. I mean, um, going through all those expressions of interest and having to cull that down into the tryout groups was a really difficult process. So what sort um, of numbers are we talking about? How many express- EOIs were, what did you receive? Um, I know the answer to this one. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. It was, was it up there. In, yeah, eight, it was 87, 88. Um, something like that. So, you know, and they weren't just one-page answers. There was some of the skaters sent in like three or four pages worth of information and we had to go through all of that and then... And videos. Yeah, and then we had video, um, try, uh, like video references to look at and, you know, going on to DNN and looking up bouts and going, oh, okay, yep, I'll watch this one. And it, it was a lot of work and it was a really tough job to to see a skater that you knew probably deserved a spot on the team too but you know when you have to cut the numbers at a specific number that we all agreed on it was hard to say no to some people even to getting them in for a tryout it was like well I know you want it but you're not quite there yet and yeah so the vision was to put together the best team in Australia with the best skaters in Australia and I think we did a pretty damn good job I agree Yes, no, the select, I think the selectors, you know, did the best with um, the resources they had and the skaters that tried out. I congratulate everybody who had the balls to actually try out. I, it's, it's a pretty, one, you've, you've got to believe in yourself and that's sometimes very hard to do. So congratulations for all of you guys having the self-esteem, I guess, to go out there and give that a go. And even if you didn't make it, it doesn't matter. You guys thought, you, you know, it's amazing you thought you were good enough to represent Australia. So that's, I think that's great. So obviously all of that process brings us to a final, or not a final list, but a list at the moment, a working list of 27 skaters. Um, are you pretty happy with the list that's been sort of you've ended up on? I'm really excited about the list and I can't wait till they all can get together and have a training session just to see how well um, they can sort of gel and work as a team because at both tryouts, it was really clear that everyone was out to get a team, a spot on the team. But when we put them together to do things like the scrimmage and, and, you know, working in walls and stuff, they just all worked well together. There was no, it was nice that everyone left that animosity between leagues and just left all that crap outside and came in and just did their best and worked really well together as a whole. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I actually worked with anyone from SRDL oh, bar balls like twice. Otherwise I was with other people from other leagues when we were doing scrimmage. Which is really cool. It I think just- when you get everyone like on a similar level, the, I don't know, it's like this heightened derby sense and everyone's just I don't know. Everyone's in tune. They're all on the same frequency. 
and it was really good to see, like, you saw the skaters, like, the VRDL girls, and then you saw the girls from, for example, Tassie, who had never seen skate before, and they came in, and they just stepped it up to that level, like, they knew they had to work hard to be up there with the Tui Lions and the Bisexuals and Tiger, and they did it, and they held their own, and it was so phenomenal to see. Yeah, I actually think part of the reason why I feel like like I, I feel like I had a good tryout, whether or not I got on the team or not is irrelevant. But I feel like I had a really good tryout and I think part of that was due to the V the amount of VRDLs that VRDL girls that we had at our tryout. Um like we all just kinda went, Oh shit. Well not oh shit, but we have VRDL girls here, so everyone just kinda tried to match their skill and I think it stepped us up. Yeah. That's interesting. Do you think like maybe if you occasion. didn't have if you didn't have VRDL there, like if you tried out in Britain, in Queensland, do you think you might have had a better shot? I don't know. Like there would have been Sun State skaters there, but I think it wasn't a like a conscious thing. I just think it. Everyone just kind of they rose to the occasion. Whether or not it was actually the VRDL girls, but I found that they were very calming and just was like they were all business but they were still having fun yeah they they didn't come in with that hey we're vrdl we we own that spot on the team they were people they're trying out they worked just as hard as everyone else for their spots on the team like yeah it was really refreshing it was one thing i find really interesting about the makeup of it is again like similar to 2011 uh, 2011, Queensland really dominating. Uh, Sun State obviously very well represented, but a lot of NBR showing up. Someone from uh, Paradise City and then and from BCR as well. Um, and all the t- people on the team really from again showing why they are the best. But the Premier Leagues in the country, you've got your VRDL, you've got Sun State, you've got NBR, uh, Adelaide's in there, Sydney Roller Derby League represented, um, and. As as disappointing as it is, it does make sense that there's there hasn't been anyone from one of the, the smaller leagues, I guess, able to step up into that into that atmosphere. I guess I don't even know how to answer that. I think I don't. I'm not really but, trying to ask yeah. it. No, I no. think it just shows and it cements how like how strong our top tier is compared to the next. But year. in saying that, even the girls that are in those lower tier teams like Perth and uh, and Tassie, they they really like a lot of them they they shone. They really did, but they just weren't quite there. And and you know when you're skating against Bambi von Smasher who is like a wall in herself, she's amazing and you've got you know Brutal and Beth Adder and the rest of the Sun State girls. I mean, Rose Ruin. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> She's just like Derby on legs, and they just did so well to to come in, and they got noticed. So yeah, I don't know. I think those smaller leagues that aren't quite there yet are well on their way, and give it another season or two, and at great. You know, Great Southern Slam 2017. We may see like Convict City take home the cup. Mm-hmm. You need to remember, though, not all of the people that are on Team Australia 
have been at their respective leagues for oh, the years, whole time, years. Of course. they didn't yeah. stay there. Like they started off with the small leagues. So I mean, yeah. the small leagues have talent. And it's, it, I, I call it the big fish little pond syndrome. So it's those yeah. skaters, when they outgrow that league that isn't quite there yet, they move on to those bigger leagues. Like yourself, Anne, you started off with a league that was quite small and, and you, you know, you strive for that, that to, to be great. And that's when you move on to those leagues that can give you those opportunities. And then who's in two years' time, you know, STD2 might be the best league in Sydney. I yeah, don't think that's hurts. impossible. Still hurts, right? Still hurts. <laughs> Um, yeah obviously the the, we're opening up a whole new topic of transfers but um (laughs) i do think that (laughs) i do think that this team that we're seeing uh represent australia and i'm not going to read the list there's 27 of them just go to facebook you've probably seen it already um but stronger than 2011 and really going to make a splash at the World Cup, I think, this uh, to, in 2014, much stronger than last time. Definitely. And I think that they're coaching staff as well. So, like, I got to spend a couple of days extra with Galar. Um, he, he crashed at my house for a couple of nights. And he's just so grounded and just has such vision when it comes to roller derby and sort of knows how to handle herself on the bench. And their tour manager, Cherry, is on fire. She was on top of everything down to we did have an injury at the Brisbane um, tryouts and she was on the phone within a second of it happening. Ambulance there in 10, 10 minutes. Like um, before the ambulance had even left the building, she was onto the incident report. So she was just on fire. And I think they're going to have a great trip because Cherry's going to just organise the crap out of that. Uh, Cherry's awesome from Canberra. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a strong team representing Australia, and you know we're going to be staring at our computer monitors um, at the wee hours of the morning or while at work trying to... Yep, early on Monday morning. hear <laughs> <laughs> it all on like crazy because if there's anything that Australia does well, it's get behind their sporting team. Yeah, we're good at that. Um, but that's some of the big things coming up in 2014, which hopefully we're going to be across all of them, across the World Cups, Derby Fest, we've got uh, Bond Invitational, we've got Great Southern Slam, which of course we will be reporting from, no doubt doing a podcast straight from Adelaide. Um, but that's all the things we've talked about in 2013 and all the things we will talk about in 2014. Um, which brings us to Big Pimpin. Big Pimpin'. Big Pimpin'. Big Pimpin'. Pimpin' Big. Okay. First up, quickly, just a shout-out to our shop is still live. You can still get shirts uh, of Viva La Derby. Even, uh, why, I don't know, but it's there if you want them. Why? the hell not vivaladerby.wordands.com or go to vivaladerby.com and click on the online shop but I've got a big pimp in this episode I'm going to big pimp out two not one but two they saw that we were resting up they saw that we were sleeping and two Australian roller derby podcasts have come up in our place trying to grab the crown um, cut, the but it's not a... <laughs> cut the grass cut the grass cut the track, 
Um, speaking of which, it's not a competition. Any podcaster out there in Australia that wants to talk about roller derby, I freaking welcome you because it just means more people know what a podcast is and then they get to listen to me as well. <laughs> so Cutting the Track is a roller derby podcast based out of WA, Geraldton. It's a, it's interesting because the two new podcasts coming onto the scene actually focus on different things. They're run by individuals, Cutting the Track in WA, Talk Dirty to Me by Maz Tantis from Newcastle Roller Derby League, which is kind of close to us here in Sydney. Um, but a little bit different to Villa Derby. One you know, solo effort, cutting the track, really focusing on the rules uh, and doing a lot of stuff on rules. Uh, we'll be talking with refs. Check it out on iTunes. Find them on Facebook. It's called Cutting the Track Podcast. Uh, I recommend everybody should listen to as much Roller Derby stuff as they can and get educated. And Talk Derby to Me, Maz Tantis really goes through the um, or Marilyn Tantrum, sorry, uh, really goes through the, I guess, her experience of roller derby, talking about what it's like to be a freshie and, and go, going through that way. So two podcasts that you can get your ear holes on. It's Cutting the Track and Talk Dirty to Me here on Big Pimpet. Nice. Um, I would like to pimp out something that I'm probably going to get a little bit of trouble for. I don't know if everybody's going to be a big fan of this <laughs> But do you know what? Um, if you guys know me, then you know that I, I love a good gossip. So this is totally up my alley. I'm going to pimp out derbyleaks.tumblr.com. If you haven't Shame. Heard- <laughs> Shame. You obviously haven't seen the one thing that made me not want to look at it anymore. No, probably I haven't. I haven't, I, to be honest, like there's certain things that I see and I'm like, damn, and I just change it and I keep going. But do you know what? I don't know who these things Half of these things are about. So speculation runs through my head and it's very exciting. I make up little stories. We have um, to say, though, Gnomes loves My Strange Addiction. She loves celebrity yes. rehab. Yes. <laughs> she loves intervention. Yes. This is her shit. This is it's the me. stuff that she loves. Okay, this is what I want. Bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Yeah, I'm totally into, I don't know, any anything that uh, – Shines other people's misfortunes. I'm embarrassing bodies down under. Sorry, <laughs> embarrassing bodies down under. Oh, oh. Like, I'm all over that. Don't worry. <laughs> so, I'm going to read you some of the stuff that's on this website, and I'm going to oh, wait. What is it? What is the website? Can I what just, does it do? Have you not seen it? Can I just say that? Noms, can you I read do, the stuff? We have that, listeners. Can you read the stuff about the Team Australia selectors? Because that was my favorite. Oh, oh that, I'm, look. Like I said, I'm just going to read some random ones. What it is, people go on there anonymously and air their derby grievances. So if you've got the shits with the, you know, a selection panel, a podcast, uh, your home team, a ref. Wait, a podcast? What the fuck? Do you want me to read you one? Let's, let's read the one. Oh, is there one about a podcast? Just because a- you run a shitty podcast doesn't mean you are involved in the derby community or get an opinion. You do nothing for our sport but put down team skaters and the rule set. Go away. Oh, that's not about us. That's not about us. (laughs) (laughs) We don't do enough podcasts for that to be about us. But if you want to do a podcast, be aware that people may shit on you on this website. Um, also, Also, what I enjoy is the little tiny remarks that are written underneath every one of these posts by obviously the people who run this site. Oh, I just saw one. Started from the bottom, now I'm here. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a few fun things. Like, uh, at the bottom of that podcast one, the whoever runs this site has written back. But I like my, the sound of my own voice. Then another anonymous one was an anonymous asked, I don't care if we all need to go to the gym. Fuck off. I like being fat. It's just people airing their grievances, airing how they feel, and, you know, hopefully doing it without hurting people's feelings. Now, I know that there's probably people out there who, could, it's, who aren't very vague and probably people who really can work out who they are. So that's not very nice and not very fair, but I like reading this kind of shit. It's there. It's on the internet for everybody to see. So I guess be careful what you write, but if you just want to read it and not have any input, derbyleaks.tomla.com. I have a feeling that the owners of Derby Leagues are Australian just by the little... Queensland-based, right? I don't know. Just the little comments screams Australia. Yeah, but there's so much American stuff on there. Yeah, yeah that's, that's I honest I don't know, like I'm pretty out of the loop when it comes to Derby Gobble stuff unless we, we're talking. Yeah. So when I read this stuff, I'm just like, Who is this about? Oh my god, what the fuck? Okay, not a lot of Sydney stuff getting on there as far as I know. Nah, I don't think so. We we yeah. stay clean down here. Brisbane, yeah. you Queenslanders fucking love it. Fuck no. <laughs> I love this one. My league's re- one of my league ref calls Derby League's one of the most passive aggressive things he's ever seen. I guess he never looks in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love this kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, ones, but yeah, that Hey ref, stop uh, fucking skaters and thinking it knows some, like some kind of big secret everybody knows. <laughs> it's like yeah. a, like you said, it's anonymous. I think it's a bit of fun. Obviously, I don't like seeing people's feelings get hurt. That's not what it's about. But um, totally, what it's about? You... No, 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 I, I don't like, <laughs> like seeing people's feelings get hurt. That's not why I read it. I read it because I'm a gossip, <laughs> and yeah. I like feeling like I'm in the know about everything. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. It's there. It's on the internet. People are going to find it whether I pimp it or not. Anyway, Derby leaks controversial, fun yeah, to so talk I- about. Oh, man, I feel kind of bad to bring it up. <laughs> no, man, it's awesome. I love this shit. You know what's going to happen? We're guaranteed to end up on there now. Oh, yeah, sure. Does that mean I, my favourite? I'm going to put Free stuff on there about us. You're going to put the – yeah, I knew. I was like, you're going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to put Free stuff on there. <laughs> you it. Can't believe those idiots at Viva La Derby are the best podcast in the world. No, you can't say names. So you can't, you can just say there's a podcast. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this is a podcast. That stupid podcast <laughs> that in Australia. That long-running Australian podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we've done enough of Derby Leaks. Yeah, we need to move on from that shit. Yep. Anna, what, big pimping? Yeah, I'm going to pimp bruised skate nooses. Uh, my friend, Volga Vixen from Wasatch, that's her company, and I know that she has got some all-new colours in for your skate nooses. If you don't know what they are, they are the over-the-shoulder skate holders. Um, mm. They come in all kind of cool things, and you can now get them customised with your name and number and all sorts of things. So go I check have, them out. I have a pink and black one. It's awesome. I have a blue one. I wanted a purple one, but they didn't have any. So when I see her at RollerCon, I'm going to ask her for a personalised one. Yay. <laughs> Sunday, what are you pimping out? I am pimping out SASFIT Australia. They are a um, company that do exercise clothes, so like compression skins, 
and stuff like that. But it's all personalized, so you can actually get custom fabric. And it's not like, you know, some other companies that do gym clothing that's just lycra. It's actual proper compression skin. And you can check them out on Facebook at www.facebook slash sass, S-A-S-S, fit Australia. Um, yeah, uh, the roller derby photographer did a photo shoot with them the other day and I had a look at their stuff and it's amazing. I'm looking at it now. There's pink camo. I know, right? Had I known about that previously, I might have bought some. Well, now you know. <laughs> the and more that's, you know. That's my big pimpin'. That, of course, brings us to the close of this episode of Evil and Derby. We've only had a couple of this year, but thank you for those who listened to us for those few, the all four of you out there that downloaded <laughs> Evil and Derby in 2013. Um, it's been a hell of a ride, as always. I love doing it, even when we only do it very so rarely. Um, but that brings us to the end of this episode. Was it good for you, ladies? It yeah. always. <laughs> if only I heard that more. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've lost <laughs> Mike Wright along the way, but he's always, always good for Viva Derby, and we hope to have him back in full force uh, in 2014 if you can get his laptop and we can get our internet shit sorted. Fucking <sighs> internet. Skype sucks balls. We're not pimping out Skype. <laughs> not but anyway, ever. I can't wait to do this again very soon where we get to talk about all the things happening in roller derby in Australia and New Zealand. Until then, don't forget to check us out, vivaladerby.com, Sunday 789 at vivaladerby.com, Anna War at vivaladerby.com, Mike Riot at com. We're on Facebook slash vivaladerby, Twitter at vivaladerby. Rate us on iTunes. Don't forget to check out RollDerbyAU.com. I'm the Big Kahuna. I'm Denominator. I'm Anno War. I'm Hell on Sunday. And that and other dude, Mike Ryan. <laughs> <laughs>